Hey there, Cast Chasers. In this week's episode, Bobby sits down with Mike Montgomery of Blue Run Spirits and special guest co-host Kevin Barber, who is a big fan and friend of the Cast Chasers and quite possibly working for the CIA. You can only find out by listening, so let's do this thing. Hi, this is Mike Montgomery from Blue Run Spirits. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cask Chasers Podcast. Kevin, so for those that don't know, because Kevin works for the CIA probably, uh, Kevin is on Facebook, on Instagram as McGlencarran Bourbon. Is that right? That is my alias. Yeah. Um, so you have been a Cast Chasers fan for a while. Um, very appreciative. But we thought you were a scammer for the longest time because of your name and because of the little image you have of some. You oh, know, yeah. Yeah. Turns that's out you're Patty. Patty. Patty's Irish whiskey. That's all. That's good old Patty. But when you see McGlencarran bourbon and then a picture of a, uh, you know, cliche whiskey guy. And then the person jumps in a group and says, hi, I like whiskey, too. You automatically think, OK, I'm being scammed. So for the longest time. But I want to say to the listeners, it's living proof why sometimes you just go with the scam because I met a great friend through it and nothing was taken from me that I know of. Maybe this is a long haul scam. I don't know. Kevin's come to a few of our events. You've also you also happen to be a fan of whiskey. Kevin, little backstory yes. about who the hell you are and why you're in my uh, living room. So I'm in your living room currently. I really want you to check your back left pocket first. Oh, shit. It's that, one of those kind of shows. Huh? Right. Yeah, it is one yeah. of those. David Blaine has got nothing on me. Yeah, I like that. Um, so you like oh, yeah, I, just, so you like Irish whiskey? Just a little bit of just a little bit of whiskey. That's all. That's yeah. all you need to get me started, right? That's that's where I came from. That's where I was birthed from. A little bit of whiskey got me here on this earth, and that's I, where it's going to take me for the rest I, of my life. I'm not a profile, but that red hair and red beard says it all. So uh, you know, you're uh, you're in, you're in. Um, well, good news for you, Kevin. And this is the segue for our listeners because they're tired of hearing from us. Uh, hearing us rant and banter. They want to get to the goods because they read the name when they clicked on the episode. Yes, we are talking to Mike Montgomery from Blue Run Spirits. He's going to be in here in 2.6 seconds. Um, big, big, big reach out from my from the Cash Chasers listener. Why don't you have him on the show? Why don't you have him on the show? Why have you never talked about Blue Run? I drink Blue Run. I have Blue Run. I love Blue Run. Why haven't I talked about Blue Run? Because I'm an asshole and I'm sorry. There, I said it. But here we are. We're talking about Blue Run. Episode 121-ish, somewhere, 120-ish. It only took me two years to have them on the show, but that's appropriate because I think they're two years old-ish. We'll talk about that, too. Mike Montgomery, CEO and co-founder uh, of Blue Run, welcome to the Cast Chasers podcast. It's so good to have you, man. Thanks, Bobby, and uh, nice to meet you, Scammer Kevin. Um <laughs> Very nice to meet really, you as well. uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm um, I'm stunned and shocked and a little disappointed that it's taken you two years to uh, to extend an invite, but um, That's I on think me. all will be forgiven. That's on yeah, me. Yeah, all will be forgiven here in the next uh, number of, of minutes or hours that we spend chatting. Sure, so, sure. hey, it's no, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to to finally make this happen, and um, yeah, uh, you know, you know, uh, I'll just. Uh, 
look forward to uh, your deep and, and probing questions, and we'll see where we get. It's going to get dark and seedy, so sit back. Um, <laughs> mainly, what I want to know is how somebody goes from finance, the most exciting industry in the world, to a boring industry like whiskey. Do I have that backwards? I probably have that backwards. How do you go from your background in business? How do you find your way into not only the whiskey industry, bravo there, but to an award-winning whiskey? And <laughs> it, it, and that's objective, right? Because it's the facts. Yeah. Um, what? Where are we at? What? What moment? What bar are you sitting at where you're thinking I could do this? Let's hear that story. Well, I'll tell you where I was sitting when I thought I can't do this. That's more realistic. Uh, I was, I was sitting in my office, uh, I guess almost four years ago now. And, uh, and the phone rang and it was this guy named Jesse McKnight. And, uh, he said in his Kentucky drawl, Hey, somebody wants to sell me some barrels of bourbon. What do you think we should do? And yeah, my initial reaction was, you know, a, which is, I guess everyone's initial reaction, drink them. Um, right. Uh, but then B it was, th that's not a, there's no business there. It's like, it sounds like there's a couple barrels and there's not much more to it. Um, so, you know, thanks for the call, but nothing. Right. And I, I spent uh, a handful of weeks thinking about that conversation. It was kind of haunting me. Um, I, I, for, for the longest time I've romanticized bourbon. Um, and you know, I don't go so far as, as Kevin here. And I, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't have a, a bourbon focused, uh, number of social accounts. Um, but I enjoy bourbon and I always have enjoyed bourbon. And so it just dawned on me that, that there may be an opportunity. And, and uh, I did some more research and found that, you know, it wasn't just in my head that, that the American whiskey industry was booming. It was actually booming. Um, and so I called Jesse back and said, Hey, how many more barrels do you think you can find? And he said, well, <laughs> how many do you want? And, uh, you know, my answer was pretty easy. I don't, I no, I have no idea. Yeah. Right. But are, are there more and are they good? And, and so he, he kind of set down that path, trying to figure that out while, uh, while I started dreaming about how we can actually do this uh, and build something that's new and different and sustainable. Um, and, you know, coming from, from the, the, my professional background, uh, I spent a lot of time drumming up ideas for either you know, elected officials or businesses, mainly startups, and some would get some would get implemented, some wouldn't, um, and ultimately, you know, it was on to the next, always. But I've had this entrepreneurial itch that I have not figured out, or I, at least I shouldn't say have not had not figured out how to scratch, and this was seemingly the right opportunity to try to get that figured out. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was fairly straightforward for, for me. Um, you know, the, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And so, 
you know, there are a handful, I wouldn't say handful, there are many brands out there who have uh, taken a look at the, the, the playbook that's about 150 years old and said, oh, this is how it's done, right? And doing that would be mind-numbing for me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just not, it's, it's not my wheelhouse. Uh, and so, you know, I made some phone calls and talked to some, talked to some friends who, who I pitched this idea, uh, on and, and surprisingly, a number of people said, yes, there, uh, a number of my co-founders at this, uh, at this moment. Um, but the idea was that, uh, when, when you look at spirits just across the board, it's pretty easy to remember back to like the eighties and nineties when vodka went through its, its revolution. Um, and then, you know, tequila today to a certain extent rum, but for the most part, American whiskey is uh, a bunch of tan labels with brown script writing called old or ancient. And, um, that's all well and fine, but that's not who we are. We actually think that there is this uh, broader, more diverse, uh, uh, younger uh, uh, universe of brown spirits drinkers who don't necessarily have a brand affinity. They'll just kind of buy what they find on the shelf. So we were looking for something that would speak to this this larger audience, um, you know, and and uh, mirror what's happening, we think, in the marketplace today and in the country today, which is uh, a, a fully diversifying country. Um, and so we wanted to do something new. We wanted to uh, attempt to modernize something that had that, that we believe had been stuck in the past for a very, very, very long time. And that's not to knock the quality of the liquid. There's some great, great whiskey out there. Um, we, we hope to maintain or elevate the quality of the liquid, but also, uh, maintain or elevate the quality of the experience. And so Bobby, to answer your question, I needed to do something different. I needed, I needed to do something different. This one spoke to me in a way that nothing else ever has. And here we are today. I mean, you definitely, you definitely came in and flipped the script. You came in in a brand new way and have definitely shown shown proof that it works. You don't have to follow the same manuscript every single time. While it does work, you can do something different and make it your own. And I mean, nothing but a round of applause for you. you what you guys have done has, has been absolutely stellar. Thanks for saying that. It, it, and Kevin, it feels like in a way we've been shot out of a cannon. Um, we've exceeded every expectation that we've had over now two years and, and a month. Um, it, you know, we're, we're light years ahead of where we should, we thought we'd be. Um, but we're still just scratching the surface in terms of where we want to be. I, I think I, I, what I love about in, I, and I, 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 I exactly, I'll mirror what Kevin just said. You know, you guys are rocking and rolling and doing a great job. What I love is you're not just you're, first off you're not white labeling you weren't just I'm, I'm gonna you're not just some guy with a business idea that saw a boom and said let me see if I can put my hand in that pocket and and do something with it nothing wrong with being that guy 
I mean, I guess you are kind of that guy, but you went a little farther. I'm gonna. There is a compliment here. Trust me. I, I do this all the time with my wife, um, and I'll dance around it until something nice comes out. I'm sure uh, she loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her favorite thing. But but what I see is a beautiful bottle, and I think the first thing I think is okay. We got what do we have here? Some mediocre juice in a fantastic bottle. Fine. So I take the bottle. I buy it because it's pretty. And then I drink it and I'm like, okay, wow, there's some very good juice in here. So what did they, you know, got lucky. And then I dig into it a little bit. And I think, no, they're working with names like Jim Rutledge, you know, heroes in the industry. There's people on this team that, that really respect and really care. I know people that were on the, 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 the San Francisco spirits competition board that, that did the, that gave you the awards that you received who, raised you know praised this whiskey people in the industry people in the the bourbon snobs who are hard to please they're throwing it up in the air uh saying it, it's the next next thing so and it just tastes fantastic it almost reminds me what you said that was my weird way of saying it's delicious but the show stranger things Great show, probably. I don't know. I don't watch it, but um, there's this song called, uh, yeah, right. Run, that's my, that's my. Uh, it's too scary for yeah. me. One star. Stranger Things, a, a great show, but I don't watch it. One star. I haven't seen it. <laughs> he gave it one star. He's never even seen it. Um, there's a song uh, called "Running Up That Hill" by Kate Bush, um, an '80s song, an awesome song, uh, "Master of Puppets" by Metallica, but a new generation now. It's blaring on the radio these two songs i went to a metallica concert recently and it was nothing but stranger things t-shirts so what you do in the whiskey industry and what you make a good whiskey you do it the traditional way you stick to the your guns you get good people involved you use true grains true ingredients and you know the balance but then you market it and you just show a younger generation hey there's still something good in here it's not your granddad's whiskey anymore that tastes like boot polish it's good. You should give it a try. And I think that's the blue. That's what Blue Run is to me. It's Stranger Things in the best way possible, showing us, you know, running up that hill by Kate Bush. You know, it's it's the same old. That's not fair. It's a good whiskey, a great whiskey in a bottle, marketed to an audience that should see it. That we don't want to be blind to it because I love it. Thank God because I have a podcast, you know, literally wrapped around it. This is an outstanding whiskey in a beautiful bottle made by business-focused people that give a shit. And I think that is the ingredients for something that's going to continue to move forward and it's going to keep me employed and uh, keep these microphones on and keep people like you in cool black shirts and, and framed glasses. And that's what I want to have. That's the world I want to live in. Well, I love that world, and uh, and thank you for for the compliments. It's um, you know they're in there. Some you of this find is yeah, I know it's uh, well, I, I know it's hard it's hard to take compliments because I feel like everything we do is a test, right? Mm-hmm. Every release is a test. Is it going to be good enough? Like you mentioned, the whiskey nerds are they going to embrace it? Um, you know, at the same time, uh, is the is the person who drinks Armagnac going to say, "Let me give that a try too," yeah. right? Sipping rum, are they going to give that a try? Uh, you know, and so 
we have a we have a, a bunch of different different constituencies that that we're attempting to uh, to embrace. And um, I know from the very beginning that, and this goes back to the first, the very first time I met Jim Rutledge, um, which was like a religious experience and um, yet scary. So I guess that would be a religious experience, a little scary at the same time. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. He's a, he's yeah. a living legend or, you know, yeah. 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 And he said the way the bottle looks will get you, will get people to buy their first bottle. Mm. The way it tastes will get them to buy more. Yeah. And so one of the things that, you know, going back to your stranger things comment, um, you know, it's great that, that, you know, that it looks good. Um, and sure. Sometimes it feels like there's some, some pretty, uh, pretty, you know, I guess pretty marketing occurring, but, you know, we have Jim Rutledge who is in all the, the, the whiskey halls of fame yeah. um, as, as our liquid advisor and contract distiller. And I think for, for it, it's, been, it's been a long time since he's been able to, to distill exactly the way he wants, right? Fermenter temperatures where he wants, selecting each and every grain that he wants, um, you know, talking about things like base loss, which will improve the finish. Um, it's, it's science, uh, and art blended in the most magnificent way. Um, and Jim's magic. I mean, the guy is, the guy has like pixie dust that he can sprinkle everywhere. I was um, getting, I was it, getting pixie dust actually. Yeah. yeah, you got some pixie dust on the nose, or that, is that on the uh, on the finish? Uh, on the nose, and I have a cold, so I'm not getting anything on the finish. Oh. Definitely on the nose, yeah. And then, and then, you know, the the beauty is, then we layer they we layer in Shaylin Gammon, um, mm, mm-hmm. you know, who worked uh, who worked with with the Russells, um, and her blending skills, um, and I, I do believe that that we are on the precipice of 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 really raising the bar. Um, I'm not the type of whiskey drinker who likes to walk in and buy the same standardized, always the same for the last 50 years, uh, sort of bottle, no nuance, no layers, nothing that really strikes me as, uh, I don't know. There's no epiphany that occurs hmm. when drinking it. Right. And that, that may be what, you know, people will call, you know, that's an everyday drinker, right? But I also want to enjoy what I'm drinking every day. And I found that that Jim and Shaylin are creating liquid that I literally want to drink every day. Um, and there's nuance and there's layers and there's uh, flavor combos that are unexpected. Um, I, I'm, I'm enjoying... The uh, the business side of this is 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 fun, but the product side of it is really fun, and that's that's the consumer facing aspect that that you guys get to enjoy all the time. I'm a little bit close to it, so I think everything we do is great, tastes great, you know. But it's your getting, baby. Getting, it's your baby. You gotta love it. Yeah, it is exactly, and um, and that that really is the idea. This this is our baby. We're we're trying to uh, raise it in a way that people will uh, find 
uh, that they appreciate, that they accept, that they want to get to know more. Um, you know, and that's that's the goal, right? We're we're putting out a. I mean, we put out like thirteen different expressions, I think, in in two years, which well exceeds where we thought we'd be. We thought we'd do a release a quarter, so we should be at about eight uh, or nearing eight. Um, and so we're at thirteen. Um, and if anything, we're going to continue to pick up steam. We're going to continue to give consumers choice um and options and you know i think they'll find it with uh with the you know with juxtaposing the the golden rye uh from i guess last year early this year with emerald rye which just came out those two next to each other provide great contrast and i think it's 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 fun right it becomes it becomes fun i know uh you know, uh, what do you what do you guys drink in there today? I that's a good Bobby. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm drinking the Reflections One, the straight, uh, the the straight bourbon. Um, and after he tells you what he's drinking, I want to make a comment on the rye pour. I have I have some I have some thoughts on the rye and when it <laughs> and, and and blue run. But uh, what do you, what do you got? Great. Here? So that's what I'm drinking on. I'm drinking on your 2021 Kentucky Straight High Rye with the uh, which I think is really cool. You actually have your mash bill in the back, which is which is unique. You got to love that. You got to you got to love to know what you're drinking. You know that is it is fun. And and Kevin, you know it, it's I think that was the first time that that legally we've ever been allowed to use the mash bill on our bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we strive for as much transparency as we can provide legally. Um, in, in many instances, we can't say where the barrels came from, uh, or what the mash bill is, but in this instance, we were really excited to do that. And that high ride, that high ride bottle you have, uh, is that is my everyday, uh, that is oh, my everyday it. drinker. Yeah. I, I knew that by the way, cause you know, I'm a scammer and I, I go deep <laughs> into places. I already got your passwords. Again, you may need to check your back pocket too, as well at the end of this. Well, I've sent you a lot of money, but I've not gotten anything in return. <laughs> oh, and you uh, won't. Everybody wants to meet the guy that's calling them about their car warranty, and uh, it's Kevin. So we found him. Yeah. Um, you piece Good. of shit. You piece of human trash. No, so Rye, I guess I think of whiskey, I love whiskey so much, and I think of whiskey as when you go to one of those modern art museums and you see like a uh, somebody painted a stripe down the middle and that's it. And everybody goes, how's that art? But then some art guy comes in and goes, how can you not see that's art? Um, and I know it's fabricated in some ways, but hear my metaphor out. People would drink this whiskey or drink a rye whiskey and think, oh, there's a little spice in there. Maybe there's some butter. There's those peppery you know, sugary, sweet, savory flavors that rye gives you. Rye for me has been a very aggressive dance. I've gone from hating rye to loving. It's a love-hate relationship. I know it's a hard grain to work with. I know it fucks up your machines. I know it. I know it's it's a it's a nasty bastard rye, but it's also it, it is. It's just aggressive. But and some rye play well in flavor, and some don't. So. You know, to be able to take rye and make it dance in a whiskey, I I, I challenge the the listeners to do the read and to taste and to understand this. That's a art. 
there is an art that there's no there's a reason why people like to throw wheat in their whiskey because they're trying to really it's it's like uh, you know if you if you do bathroom tile and you're terrible at it you can just paint over it that's wheat I love wheat don't get me wrong I'm a weeder guy but rye you really you can't hide from it you can't hide behind it it's either you either made it or you didn't the rye is so prevalent in your whiskey in such a good way it's so it's very it, it's very Van Gogh, you know, it's such a simple landscape, but it's so aggressive looking with the with the brush strokes and everything. I, I, I am comparing your whiskey to Van Gogh. Um, I hope that's appropriate. It is. Say more. It, yeah, it is. It is yeah, he's, he's like, he wasn't really an asshole, bit of an ass kisser, but um, no, but it's very complex. It's very multidimensional. I started out as a Scotch whiskey fan because I like, you know, peat. I like to taste, you know, subtle flavors. I like to search for notes. I'm scared of American whiskeys when I first started because it's hard to find notes because notes can be so loud and aggressive and forward. This is very rye, but it's almost like eating a pasta dish with peppers, and I can kind of move the pepper out of the way and taste other things, and I can come back into the pepper if I want to. It's there, but he's not so obnoxious that he's just there. And the rye is just really doing a good job of letting all the other grains shine through. The sweetness, the caramel, the caramel, all those things that you want with this nice, rich pepper and this nice balance of, dare I say, licorice. I hate that. I hate bringing that up, but it's there. I, anise, maybe, is a better way. It's very yeah. complex in a very packaged and easy to you know digest form. Um, that's an art. And the reason I'm saying this and so long winded, I want people to understand how hard of a grain, the new listeners think, why well, go buy another rye? Cause there's a pretty bottle because you're looking for complexity and balance at the same time. And that is almost impossible to reach. That's why these guys win awards. That's why these women and men master blenders out there are killing it because it's an art form. And Mike, my friend, you put it in a bottle. That's a fucking sexy ass bottle. So you did it all. You really won, I think, um, as far as attractive. We're trying. Yeah. We're trying. And, yeah. And you'll, you know, as, as we as we grow, you'll see that we're going to continue to try to elevate that. Um, not only the look that gets elevated, but, you know, the feel, right? Um, and so you guys probably saw that we announced that we intend to build a distillery that's going to give us, yeah, it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting it, news. In Bardstown? Um, and, oh, my goodness. Uh, no, in Georgetown. Georgetown. That's right. Georgetown. Yep. Yeah, about about 20 minutes or so outside of Lexington. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the the whole idea here is that it's not that we haven't enjoyed our time at Castle and Key. Uh, it's not that we don't love being at Bardstown Bourbon Company. And by the way, we love being at Bardstown Bourbon right. Company. Uh, a phenomenal facility, phenomenal people, uh, amazing product. Um, we just want even more control and to be able to control our, our destiny even a little bit more. And the thing about Bardstown Bourbon Company is, you know, they're popular. Yeah. Um, right. Everybody wants to be there. It's and, and as well, they should. I mean, the place is run perfectly. It's so clean that you could you could eat off the floor. Have. Um yeah, I've good. yeah, 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 yeah. I've done there's, I've done uh, many like, things on that floor, but go on. Yeah, it's like the ten hour rule. 
there. Yeah. I thought that the 10 second rule at Bardstown, like they, they do everything, they do everything well. And I guess I should say probably everything right. And so we still intend to continue to contract to still at places like Bardstown per, bourbon company, because if we're making great product there, why stop? Mm. Um, but you know, we also have this issue and you guys have probably experienced it where it can be really hard to find a bottle of blue run. Yes. Right. And so how do we remedy that? Well, we probably need more barrels, right? Um, and we need to be able to give, uh, to give Shaylin more of an opportunity to uh, select and blend uh, barrels that, that are going to continue to do things like this, this recent flight series that we had. Um, you know, it was six blends, uh, you know, I think 15 or 18 barrels total. Um, so micro batch, micro blend, um, and that's, you know, it, it's, it's nice to be able to, to have this array of different experiences, uh, in the blue run product line, right? So you can drink reflection on, on a, on a Friday afternoon and you can drink a high ride bourbon on a, on a Friday night, but maybe Saturday calls for, uh, for a blend, maybe Saturday evening calls for, and it's, you know, freezing cold or snowing outside. It calls for a big meaty, beefy rye. Um, right. We, we want to be there for all the different opportunities and experiences that people are having and, and the moments. Um, and so it's fun to just kind of continue this, this, um, this evolution, um, you know, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Bobby, we're, we're two years old. So we still have a lot of runway, a lot of things that we want to figure out and a lot of ways that we want to uh, attempt to delight people with what we put out or um, not just delight, but maybe surprise also. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny world we live in. Um, Kevin, you know, partners and, and works with a distillery in North Carolina uh, called Buffalo Buffalo City. Um, That's it. Yep. Yep. And I, I'm a. This is the non-scammer side of Kevin. This is the real side. The non-scammer of Kevin. side of Kevin. Yes. This uh, is okay, Kevin, cool. not Midland Karen. This is when Kevin's not <laughs> the prince of Saudi Arabia trying to borrow money because his cousin's sick. Um, and as you know, single malt whiskey is made all over the world. Yeah, Beb, everywhere. Right, everywhere. You'd be surprised to hear that there are few, very few, just a handful of single malt distilleries in England. Is that true? It actually is true. Wow. Impex is proud to be the importers of Spirit of Yorkshire Distillery. Okay. Located right by Filey Bay. Right by it? Right by it. Filey Bay? Filey Bay. The Filey Bay? The Filey Bay. Okay making some of the finest world-class whiskeys. And guess what? What? Spirit of Yorkshire Distillery is another distillery that was helped out by the one, the only, Dr. Jim Swan. The Jim Swan? Yeah, which, as you know, played a huge part in so many of the other brands within the Impex portfolio. Sure. From Kilhoman to M&H to Pendaren and so on. All of them, babe. So we are proud to have this maker of fine single malt whiskey in our portfolio. Take a look for it. It'll say Finely Bay on the bottle. Okay. 
snap it up if yeah. you like big, fruity, tropical, fruity whiskeys. Oh. That baby's for you, baby. All right. All right. Impex Beverages. Yeah. Proud sponsor of Cask Chasers Podcast. Yeah. You know, I adore and respect up and coming craft, small bat, whatever you want to call it, whiskeys. But there's something to consistency and that I appreciate. You know, I just had a, I just had ET from Jack Daniels on. We talked about consistency. I don't want people to think when they hear me talk because, you know, I go back and forth that I'm not pro consistency. I'm, I like the big guys. I like consistency. I like when I grab, you know, a bottle of X. It's always going to taste taste like X. You know what I mean? But I also like master blenders. You know that are that have the room and the and the leash and the and the run to do what they want to do to be funky and new and different and to be challenged. One of my favorite stories was uh, with Chris Morris where he talked about a a, a, a blend that he made that that failed. It was a it was a, a Chardonnay finish that failed, um, and but he loved it. And he was just trying something interesting and cool. I dig that. And I think the ability to make a great consistent whiskey, because when I have Blue Run Rye, yes, I want it to always be Blue Run, because if I love it, I want it to be that. But there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, they came out with a secondary finish. They came out with a such and such that's allocated and I can't find it and have to go buy it in an alleyway somewhere and give my son away for it. And I, which I will, I love him, but he understands what I do for a living. So there's these, there's these things, there's this balance of that too, I think. Blue Run is hard to find. It is. It's hard to find, not because it's this crazy allocated system. It's hard to find because it's you're not you just don't have the resources um, or the ability to keep going forward. Um, luckily, I had these bottles sent to me, and thankful for that. But I'm sad that I can't find it. But I'm rooting for you to have your own building, your own space, to be able to create, make more that are consistent. But I'm going to be honest, Mike. I also can't wait to taste that funky, weird, and different. Because I think, yeah. you know what I mean. That's cool. That's cool as hell too. If I could piggyback off you, Bobby, yeah, I totally. You agree, can. Man. You can, Kevin. It, I'm definitely gonna do it then. Get ready. I hope you got a strong back. Yeah. So, like, again, finding it is like finding gold. And whether it's online, whether it's in a store, wherever you find it, I mean, the hunt is really what what draws you to a really good bottle. And when you find it, it's like. It really does pop. It stands out from all the other bottles that are up there. And when you, when you find it, normally there's only one or two, right? And you get yourself a bottle and you realize that you want another one. Yeah. And what I'm happy about is that when you do have your distillery, your house that you're building for your baby, we're probably going to have much more of these on our shelves and online. Where Wherever you choose to sell it, we're going to have more of an opportunity to buy it. But we're also still going to have that feeling every time we see that bottle of the hunt. Yeah. The hunt for that butterfly. We're going to have our nets, and we're going to yeah. go searching for some butterflies flopping around somewhere. I mean, flopping it's, butterflies, flopping I butterflies. Love, maybe that should be. Uh, maybe that should be the next thing. So flopping. Yeah. Let me ask you. I think so. Or a tagline. We're going with that as a tagline. Let's get T-shirts printed right now. First off, you have the best hats. I'm a hat <laughs> whore, and I love your hats. Um, so you know, if a hat makes its way my way, 
<coughs> you know, I wouldn't be mad. Um, I'll buy it. I bet. I bet. I bet you. We know a guy um, uh, who can yeah. who can make that happen. The white one. Um, specifically. I do want to say also the white. You like the white one? No, I don't. I love it. I'm not a white hot hat guy, and that one's like the best white hat. It will be my first yeah. white hat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, it's important. It's important for us to to continue to push the boundaries. You mentioned Chris Morris and and you know uh, experimentation, and it, it, maybe it didn't work, or or it did work, and he just didn't think it it worked. But uh, we're going to continue to push those boundaries, and um, you know you will find that that the flagship products will be very consistent, um, and then the rest of it will be very exciting as well. But um, you know, I like the fact that, you know, Kevin and I can sit down and drink his bottle of, of high rye there. Um, and it also feels special, right? It, it tastes special, you know what you're getting, but it's also very exciting when you do find one and then you're able to drink that as well and hopefully share it with friends. But, um, you know, having a home is going to be very important, um, you know, I can't tell you how many questions I get from people saying, can I come and visit your distillery? And they say, well, I have to say, you know, well, why don't you come visit us at Bardstown Bourbon Company, which is which is great, you know, but, you know, we're guests there, um, you know, and we don't have an ongoing everyday operation uh, uh, there. Um, it's it's going to be exciting to be able to uh, put the 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 passion and the uh, creativity that we have for what we're doing into a facility. And hopefully that, that facility will be the embodiment of what you guys are, are holding your hands with those bottles right now. Can, I love that. Tell me, I, I this is a two part question. Um, a, will you have a butterfly fly pavilion? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but that's what oh. Kevin does full time. He's a. I was gonna. I was a, gonna ask that. Yeah. He's a butterfly wrangler, um, like the old wild. It's a tough West. job because yeah. they're very delicate. Yeah. Yeah, but it, tames. Yeah. They're rougher than you think. <laughs> he breaks them. You just see him like out in the woods going, "Whoa, girl!" and like settling this butterfly down. Um, where does the name come from? Blue. Which, you know, give us the backstory because the oh, bottom yeah. floor is gorgeous, but I'm all about a name. I see a butterfly that I'm going to chisel off this bottle and put it on a pin somehow because I'm a weirdo. Um, unless you already have a pin, and then I'm going to order that. And then I see the name Blue Run. How do these two things connect? And what do we what What's in a name? I guess I I, I assume somebody yeah. said that before, but yeah. And and by the way, to your butterfly question, do you know that a, a group of butterflies is called a kaleidoscope? Isn't that cool? What? I did not. No That's way. amazing. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm gonna so, get, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get so yeah. laid with that knowledge. I cannot wait to be. Yeah, there. you really are. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, yeah, I don't know I if did. you know this, but that's a kaleidoscope of butterflies, sir. You need <laughs> you need to leave, sir. Um. Uh. Let's see what. What on earth was your second question? Because I'm I'm still focused on, um, <laughs> Why on what I'm you're going to do with that knowledge. Yeah, I God knows what I'll do with it. Um, Blue Run, <laughs> Blue Run. Yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were trying to figure out what we we're going to name this company, and uh, we were hanging out in Georgetown, Kentucky, um, and we drove up to uh, this uh, this place called the Royal Spring, uh, which is this 
stream, this body of water that uh, uh, that's that runs through Georgetown. And Jesse McKnight, one of my co-founders, the guy who called me and said, hey, somebody wants to sell me some barrels of bourbon, said, yeah, this is the Royal Spring, but I grew up calling it the Blue Run. Hmm. Now, I'm a West Coaster. The idea of, the, the, of what a run is, the, the, the best I could do is think, oh, well, let's see, there's a dog run. People put their dogs out on the side of their house or whatever. And right, what do you mean a run? He said, well, it's, you know, it's like a, a stream, a creek. Um, and when he said blue run, pretty much everybody's attention shifted. It's like, wait a minute, what did you just say? He said, well, I call it, you know, I called it the blue run growing up. Why? Right. Well, turns out Jesse McKnight, uh, who's a great American and everybody should know him. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. Grew up in Georgetown, Kentucky. Um, and when he uh, opened his front door, he looked across the street at Elijah Craig's uh, property. Right. And uh, and so. Uh, the person who who owned Elijah Craig's property was a professor, a history professor at Georgetown College and uh, close to Jesse and his uh, family. And uh, so Jesse learned a lot about the, uh, I guess, the, the history of Georgetown. Um, and I guess the story goes from Jesse that that early on, they started calling it the Blue Run in his family because they'd learned that um, that Elijah Craig was a Baptist minister. Mm. And his church was called the Blue Run Baptist Church. Uh, and we we at least credit Elijah Craig as being the godfather of bourbon, the guy who invented it. Um, and he credited the Royal Spring for being the source of the great flavor for his bourbon. So in, in a way, we, we tie history and the history of bourbon and Elijah Craig back to Jesse's childhood, um, but in a way that doesn't feel ancient and archaic right it feels blue run feels like a it's a it's a modern uh it's a modern name um it's not like walking into a you know the three of us walk into a bar and say you know let's order some lafroig yeah you know right maybe easy for some people to say but most people look at it and say i have no idea how to pronounce that right <laughs> so blue the the name for for our company needed to be something that could roll off the tongue easily like cask chasers right <laughs> And uh, and it needed to stand out on a shelf, yeah. right? And so, luckily, we just happened to have that conversation with Jesse in front of the Royal Spring at the right time, um, and it really all came together uh, just uh, by chance. I love that. That's that's the kind of story that sells a bottle. I, 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 it, and it's a true story cause we heard it from the founder. So it's, it's now it's, it's archived in, in the, in the history. So if it, I ever hear a different version, I'll say, well, that you're a, you're a liar. Cause I heard it differently. Yeah. From my this, this one is chiseled into stone. Um, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, forever. Yeah. I love that. Right. This is episode 121, right? Something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. you gotta archive it. That, that's, yes. 
there is something about a background because I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of people in the whiskey industry like to bullshit their backgrounds and make up stories. And uh, um, but but I absolutely love that. There's this blend of new age with uh, with with old school storytelling that I really dig. Um, on that note, I want to ask you another question. And Kevin, I'm going to start with you, and then Mike, I want to hear your opinion on this. This to me is a delicious whiskey. The one I'm drinking, by the way. I, I don't have the rye here. Um, this would be a killer cocktail as an ingredient. Kev, the rye, on its own, I'm sure it's delicious. Cocktail forward, you think? Yeah. Would I mean, I would definitely put it in a cocktail. It would Because it would stand out. Right, that's you what I mean. You wouldn't put it in a cocktail to, to hide it. do anything other than just accentuate that rye. There it is. If anything, you find another thing to accent it. It'd be a great cocktail. I think we're in a weird place where people think cocktails are designed to hide a, a, a flavor or to make a flavor alcoholic. I think a good cocktail, a good cocktail, does just that. It accentuates the whiskey or the spirit you're using, unless it's vodka, which is trash. Anyway, um, this is <laughs> very... I mean, what's the point of vodka? I mean, seriously. This is... And sanitizer. Yeah. I, I, so I'm drinking this and I'm thinking, yeah, this is really good on its own. I'm really digging this. But I've been on this weird cocktail kick lately where I'm just cocktailing everything. And I'm thinking, am I going to make a cocktail with this? And I think I am. I don't know yet what I'm going to do, but it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to blow it away. I just know it is. It's just those notes are just going to really shine. Mike, do you guys. Uh, so when you open a distillery, the first thing you have to do, you have a bar. First thing you have to do is open it, and then you have guys making it in the back and ladies making it in the back. Back, but in the front, you got to have a bar of some sort, some type of you know whatever accoutrement, if you will. What is the cocktail of choice for Mike Montgomery with his own whiskey? Uh, we went there. Yeah, I do that all the time. I just ran. And you don't even see that question coming because he's thinking, okay, he wants to know what we're going to make our bar out of. No, it's not. Yeah. That's not what I'm asking. So the the answer and this is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to borrow from something a, a friend of mine said about 20 years ago. Um, I think my cocktail of choice is a whiskey whiskey. Mm. And um, and the way you make a whiskey whiskey is you take a glass and you pour about that much whiskey in. And then you put that much whiskey in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, li- I, I like I like my I like my bourbon neat. Um, I respect that. I will I will drink. Uh, I'll have an occasional cocktail. Um, I guess I'm a little bit more of a purist in that sense, and it would probably be an old fashioned for me. Yeah, same, same. That's that's where yeah. I go to. Although, yeah, uh, but but yeah. but like, and I'll mm-hmm. say this, Bobby, like. Um, like a margarita for for example i find myself gravitating toward mezcal margaritas mm. instead of tequila uh margaritas and i've also found that that that's applicable to my old fashions too i find that i want to go rye rather than bourbon in my uh in my old fashions Flavor profile is there yeah. for a rye. I think yeah. ryes are great for cocktails when it comes to whiskey mixed drinks. Um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And then with the mezcal, I agree with that too because I found myself, I never thought I would drink tequila neat. But now I ask for a small glass of tequila neat 
sip it, enjoy it, and then I find the cocktail that I want to go with it. I haven't had tequila <laughs> since I was 21, so I don't know anything about any of that. So I stay, I stay away from it. Um, I burned an entire university down. You may have heard it, or you may not. It's gone now. I burned it down. Um, it was an abandoned <laughs> university. I just college. Anyway, I don't want to talk about tequila. <laughs> it was a terrible time. Um, I am a huge whiskey sour fan. I just with egg white. I love whiskey sour. I adore them, but I like them bourbon heavy or whiskey heavy. Um, so I make them a little more, a little stronger. What even when I ask for one at a bar, which they always jack, you can never ask for a whiskey sour at a typical bar because they're a mess. When I make them at home, I double dip the whiskey. I'm going to go ahead and give it a try with this, this high rye bourbon, this straight bourbon, because I feel like it's going to just, you know what I mean? There's these notes of, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of sweet and cherry, dark cherry, but there's this really peppery, and I hate saying that with rye because it's so cliche, but it's a different kind of pepper. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, I don't know what's the what's the word I'm looking for. There's a I'm I'm from Oklahoma and there's this grain you can chew on and it's got a very like harsh peppery bite to it. Do you know what that like peppercorny but arugula arugula. Like not that's not the grain I'm talking about, but like arugula. Like, you know, how arugula has a yeah. bite to it, like a chicory or something. I don't so know. there's this straw um, we used to chew on. My grandfather and we and we chew on this piece of straw, this certain kind of grass, and it had this weird cheek bite to it that was very. I just loved it. I liked everything about it. Um, tobacco kind of does that for me too. It's got this weird bite to it that I really dig. This, I, it's it's one of those. I had Peggy know walk me through a tasting one time and she says, taste your pantry. And I was like, well, Peggy, what if I can't describe what I'm tasting? She goes, basically, she said, well, then it's it's for you and you only and no one else. And this is one of those occasions. I can't explain to you what I'm tasting, but it's this cheek bite pepper that I really, really love. And I feel like it's going to pop through that whiskey sour and I'm really going to dig it. I have yet to taste a high rye whiskey that gave me that note. And I'm really digging it. I wish mm. I could paint that picture a little better for you, but I just can't. It's, I don't know. It's almost like that's what? okay. I I can't get over the fact that you got to do that with Peggy, who is also one of those legends. Oh. Uh, in fact, one Jeez, of the most should... legendary people who who exists. I I love Peggy. I, I think embarrassed Peggy is one in a billion. I hit on her the entire show. Um, oh yeah. I, yeah. So she we 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 interviewed her, and I've chatted with her a few times, but I have the privilege of interviewing her and she was wearing i'm not even dana can you know back me up here she was sitting at this long beautiful like table like the queen would sit at with this beautiful painting in the background she's wearing a martha stewart-esque dress with pearls and she just looks incredible and she speaks eloquently and she's just so intelligent and amazing at what she does and i'm just enamored by her and she's saying i've got to go to true hardware so i got dressed up to go to true hardware to go buy something what was she buying like caulkers i don't know what she was like something random and i'm thinking that's how you go and she's just this this southern expectation of of strength and intelligence and just whiskey forward knowledge and she is a brilliant master taster so i had her walk me through i said peggy walk me through a tasting and what i how to taste 
and I learn nothing because she's way too smart for me and I'm a dummy. But I yeah. really enjoyed the conversation, even though I got nothing from it because I'm an idiot. But the point the point of that story is there is something to flavor that I think we need to focus on more. And I think when you grab a bottle of whiskey, the whole point of it is, do you like it? Do you like the look of it? Is it pretty on your shelf? Sure. But is there something in that whiskey that meets a standard that you set for yourself? And I think that's what makes a good whiskey. I'm going to say something that's harsh right now, and listeners, I'm sorry. If your favorite whiskey is Blanton's, you have a problem. And the problem is Blanton's is a single barrel. Every year it can't be the same. It just can't be. So you're lying to yourself. You just are. A single barrel cannot continuously be the same flavor. Each year it tastes different. That's the point of a single barrel. Get out, step outside your boundaries, and go grab a whiskey and taste it and step outside that comfort zone and find something that shocks you. Blue Run shocked me. It has a heightened flavor element that reminds me of my childhood. It's got a gorgeous bottle that I would bring out on any occasion and tell people it's worth $1,000 and you'll never find it anywhere because I'm a pathological liar. Mike sells it, but he believes in it, and he drinks it himself. Find me an owner of a of, uh, find me a business owner that doesn't make the whiskey that drinks their own whiskey. I'll wait because I know damn well that whoever makes fireballs not tasting fireball with his friends every night. So there's just so <laughs> many elements here that I'm just I buy into Mike, and I love about what you're doing, and and you're so young, no age statement on that bottle, you don't even need it. Two years in the business, already winning awards. You're killing it. This whiskey's incredible. I'm proud to say that I'm an owner of a bottle. I'm a fan. I wish I could find more, which it sounds like we will when you guys decide to build your own building. Permits permitting. Um, Kevin likes it. And if Kevin likes it, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. My net, so and that's I my for butterflies, man. That's my spiel. I'm, I, I, I'll have to edit 90% of that out because I do that. I fucking love this no whiskey. keep it all no i love it all i love this whiskey I, I adore it i think it's incredible i mean that and, and and one of the one of the best awards is it's it's the it's the most highly praised by kevin um definitely and, yeah definitely. we're gonna it's up there we're gonna put that on our website yeah. for sure but it's sure. Um, butterfly juice highly approved by mick glenn karen aka yeah yeah uh, kevin hand really, listen guys uh, first off men and women, I just want you to know this, and this is not for you two, this is for the listeners. Kevin hand milks every butterfly that goes into every bottle of Blue Run. That's that's a fact. And that's on the website, probably. So, go look it up. Pro- it probably is. It probably <laughs> Stimulation is. Stimulation is key. Stimulation just, is they're, key. They're little teats. He just, right into each bottle. It's beautiful. I love it. It's nice. a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyway. Where are we um, going for? How do but, we? How, where do we go from there? I don't know, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Bobby. <laughs> one of the things you mentioned was, uh, you know, that your bottle has no age statement, and um, one of the things that Jim has just burned into my mind is the fact that uh, an age statement can be meaningless. I agree. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. When the bur- when, when the whiskey's ready, it's ready. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's not like, oh, well, we've got to wait for this to turn, you know, 14 in order to, to, to bottle it. You know, if if Jim and Shaylin say, Hey, this is ready to go. 
this is where it needs to be, then then we go there. But we're not gonna we're not gonna skimp on on quality and uh, and you know just for the sake of profits. I think we're all, you're also gonna find that we're not gonna skimp on quality for the sake of of um, really anything. So the, the yeah the the whole point of this is when it's ready to go and we believe that it it is of the quality that we're looking for then we're going to bottle it and if it's not then we're going to wait um, and I think that you'll also find that over the over the course of the the coming years that our our flagship expressions are going to be gaining age statements um, and that's really exciting. I know that that some people like it. We'll we'll keep sending you, Bobby, like the the you know the white dog, six month uh, the six month product. But some people want six years. They want eight years, and but and there is there are Mike, you, that come with that. You, and that's fine. But you can't enjoy a six. And I'm not anti age. That's not my whole rant. Yes, send me your six year old whiskey. I'll drink it. My point is you can't enjoy the 16, the 12, you know, the 9, the 12, the whatever, if you don't enjoy the core. Um, Kevin brought me some of their new make from, you know, Buffalo City. It was incredible. Very corn forward. Kev, I still have it. I love it. Um, I like new make. I like the run. Now it's missing the barrel and all of that, so it's not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart. But you have to like the core line to appreciate what they're doing with the next run um and that's not an elitist comment it's it's how you should drink the whiskey you should respect the distiller the blender you should see what they're trying to the story they're trying to paint for you to be whatever now people are going to go out and just see oh god it's a nine-year-old single malt or a nine-year-old bourbon i'm going to buy it because my friends and that's fine and that lines the pockets and pays the bills but you're making your money on the 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 rail whiskey and sometimes the real whiskey is incredible. And, um, yeah, that's my point of that. Kev, any thoughts that's on a, that, what I just said? You're, I have thoughts about everything, Bobby, but we're not going to get into them here. Oh, okay. This isn't the right platform to get into my thoughts, right? All right. You are my therapist, so I don't know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did have a question for you, Mike. The yes. handwritten notes that you sent out for people who purchased your bottle, that – is quite a touch. I mean, that was, I can't imagine how your hands feel afterwards, but that was quite a touch. Never in my life has a, a, a brand owner literally written out to you a thank you note. And I can't imagine that they were, they were all identical and they definitely weren't screen copied. You hand writ, wrote those. Those were, those were incredible. That was really, really cool touch. And I wanted to know what came about. Like, did you get more responses back? Are you going to keep doing it? Uh, and what kind of brought you to do that? Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you like the 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 you know the notes, and I think they've gone over really well. Um, that's something that I pulled along with me from the political world, um, and uh, you know, I think first and foremost uh, we're trying to build a company that we would want to be fans of if we had nothing to do with the company right that's that is the goal here um, and so how do we do that and how do we make this connection or make more connections with our with our customers um, and we can't do it for everybody obviously because if you go buy a, a bottle in 
uh, Delaware off the shelf, or you have, you know, you, you, you buy, uh, you, you, you know, you buy a shot in, you know, wherever, uh, Dallas. Um, I don't know about that. Right. We have, we have no idea who those people necessarily are. However, um, for those people who we do know, uh, are buying bottles, we want to do everything we can to, to, to give everybody this big bear hug and say, thank you. And, um, yeah, my, my hand used to get really sore. Um, now I think it's just like, it's probably the most muscular part of my body. Um, that's right. You know, I try to write, and this is, this is, this is hard, but I try to write at least 50 a day. Um, no two letters are the same. Um, and they will, uh, continue to be, to, to have differences. Like I've gotten to know people through this process too, which I think is really exciting. I'll write a note to somebody and they'll hit me back either by via email or Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever. And, um, and that's allowed us to, to form these new friendships and these new relationships, which is the whole point, right? This is the, the beauty of what we have here in this, in this, in this, uh, bourbon community is, community right it's relationships friendships look at look at you and 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 bobby right you've you know through through your scamming of him and others in the community um you've become friends um and you know best notes friends. from me best friends sorry about that Lovers. i didn't mean to diminish the extent of your relationship um we're and, in the uh, same cold currently yeah <laughs> Well, that is, uh, you know, sharing is caring. More cult-like, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so the notes are a key component. And, you know, I think that most people who run businesses look at what we do and say, that's cool, but it doesn't scale. Yeah. Right. And they're right. It doesn't scale. But I think it's also the part of the business that excites me the most. And we're going to keep certain parts that don't scale because it, it, it makes us more accessible. It there are there are very few ways to express gratitude, um, you know, for support. Right? None of this, none of this would be possible if people didn't want to support us, didn't want to, you know, be a part of whatever it is that we're building, and and so the notes are going to continue though. As again, as we scale, it's going to get harder and harder. I, I wish I could show you guys the the amount that I have left to I, go. I hope you get to a place uh, where you can't write that many letters, and that's bittersweet. But I hope that comes. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just yeah. I, I, I hope it's I too would many. Love that too. And that that could be that could be you know. Mike, can I read? Year, can I read the letter? Years from now, can I read the letter I got from you? Please? Yes, yes, yeah, you may. All right it's like i love mike i just think mike you're incredible and this is just anyway okay ready cease and desist state of kentucky versus bobby bird um defendant mike montgomery please stop contacting me over and over again asking me for many bottles and to come sleep over my mike it goes on and on i just want to say that i really 
honestly appreciate you taking the time to go to the courthouse and, and submit this letter. Um, I do what I can. Yeah, Mike. I, I it was, it, Dana actually <laughs> asked me to. Um, she's on to, it to move that forward. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's on it too. She Mike, was copied. Yeah, yes. Mike. You. Um, she's a, she's actually a paralegal, so I'm sure she wrote it up for you. Um, she's our legal team, as far as CEO, legal team, boss, person who tells me to stop talking when I should stop talking. Um, Mike, you have a great whiskey. You're doing a good thing. You care about what you do. I think I like to think that Cast Chasers and Kevin, as a fan, I hope you can. I hope you're seeing this from your point. We don't bring people on that we we don't believe in. That's important. That's a core value of what Cast Chasers is. If I don't believe in it, if I don't follow it, and I don't buy it. I don't bring it on. I I love what you're doing. My niece came up here earlier to the studio um, to drop some stuff off. And she was like, I, I, this is a true story. She picked up the bottle of blue, blue run. She saw it behind on the shelf on one of the shelves. And she said, this is a gorgeous bottle. You should have these guys on the show. And I, I swear <laughs> to God, that's a true story. It, and I said, you should taste it and then make that decision. And then we'll see what I can do. Um, but my point How old is, is she? 30 how olds heather 30 30 something okay good um your demographic um she is new to whiskey entering the world of whiskey but the bottle grabbed her the flavor is gonna 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 hold her you're doing good things mike you're 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 people you you surround yourself with the right people you you've you've done everything you've checked all the boxes i love it i enjoy it i'm a fan um and your background, I mean, look, you're you're new to the industry, but you clearly understand something good when you you know when you've struck gold and you you have and I am uh, I'm more than excited to uh, to to have this opportunity to talk to you. We are at an hour and eight minutes. I do have one question, and I'm going to let Kevin follow up with anything he wants because Kevin's been brilliant enough to come and i'm anti anybody with red hair so kevin's my only friend that has red hair um i don't say ginger i think that's inappropriate in today's climate very very inappropriate we'll have to edit that out yeah i will not um because i'm honest but i i I said it as more of a uh, an understanding to the listeners that you can't use that terminology but um kevin's red hair face will will ask his question but you come from the world of politics mike and the whiskey industry is very political. It, it just is. I've, I'm on the media side. I interview a lot of people. I know a lot of people. Um, I get a lot of scoop. And I, I, I learn a lot of things just from what I do for a living. Has the politics alarmed you in this industry? Or have you found a way, based on your background, to utilize it? as a tool that I know that's such a left field question based on what we've been talking about. I want, I've had, that's the only note I have asked Mike sure. this question. I, I don't make notes. I don't do research. Kevin, I can attest to that. I just, that's not my style. I just have a conversation. It's the only thing I wrote down because politics in this industry is real. And I'm curious to know your point of view on it and where you lie on that, on that, um, that point. Yeah. Well, it's a, it is a, it's the best question I've ever been asked. Oh. 
I got that on recording. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't edit that out. Um, I've actually found that that by and large, the industry has been very welcoming. Mm. I expected there to be sharp elbows. I expected, uh, you know, to to not be welcome into this industry. I thought, you know, it's highly competitive, and it is highly competitive. Mm-hmm. But but it's more akin to, you know, asking your neighbor for, you know, some eggs or a cup of sugar. Um, uh, people are willing to be helpful. Uh, they're willing to to share their experience um, in ways that I didn't expect. Right. I thought I thought this would be a, a very uh, uh, difficult industry to to break into in terms of that that political uh aspect um and it's been it's been um you know a complete 180 uh in terms of that uh that preconceived you know notion so i'm i'm thrilled there there are there are people you know you mentioned peggy no stevens earlier um you know and we've had the uh, the luck, um, and it really is luck to be able to not only meet her, but work with her, Jim Rutledge. Yeah. Uh, right. And you, you go, you go on down the line, um, with a number of people who, you know, uh, there should be statues of all these people made because they're so, they're, they're so amazing and they've been really helpful and really welcoming. And it's been awesome. I, I can't, I can't say enough about, about this, about this industry and the people in it. Um, I'm glad to be a part of it. Mike, can I tell you something and then I'll let Kevin have it from here. You know, what's crazy fun about this business and what I've learned the most after that answer specifically, you said people like Peggy, no, and Rutledge, and you have your nose, your, your, your Freddie knows your, your Chris Morris's, and all of the alike, there should be statues made of them. Mike, you're one of those. You're you're there, man. You you no 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 no. no. They no, all no, say no. stop. They all say you can say no, but I'm not. They all say the same thing. None of them none of them recognize that they're part of this. They all think they're just a cog in the wheel, and it's not the truth. You made an incredible whiskey. You backed an incredible brand. It wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and your partners. Let's give them a shout out. But thanks to Mike Montgomery, we have Blue Run. And I don't want to live in a world where Blue Run doesn't exist, if I'm being honest. I am happy to have this bottle on my shelf. I will continue to promote it to my listeners and the people that ask me for a dram. It will be a bottle I will gladly whip out and pour for them before I insult them with my vulgar um, personality. Uh, it is it is a delightful whiskey, and I'm thankful to have it in my in my family. And Mike, welcome in your short two years to the whiskey industry. You are killing it and doing incredible things. You and your entire team. I'm so appreciative because it's why I have a show. It's why I have listeners. People around the world are watching and caring, and it's because of people like you that give a shit. And that is the facts. Keep giving a shit, Mike, and I promise you'll keep making good whiskey. 
No pressure. So the second best question you have ever been asked, Mike. Chicken nuggets or pizza? Oh, I think that's easy. It's pizza. Oh, my God. Man after my own heart. Now, what whiskey would you pair with that pizza? What kind of pizza are we eating? Oh, that depends. I'm a New York York style kind of guy myself. Classic New York. Yeah. Just pepperoni and cheese. Okay. Um, I would say golden rye. Golden rye, pepperoni, and cheese. Okay, so now your perfect pizza, your your standard your standard pizza is what we'll say. The go to pizza and your go to whiskey. Um so you know, my go to pizza and and I, I hate to disappoint you, but I, I have, have later in life become allergic to dairy and yeast. So I don't get to eat pizza anymore, but I have, I do have the, the memories of pizza, uh, seared into my mind. And so, um, that go-to pizza would actually be pepperoni and sausage. All right. Um, and, uh, and I would say my, my go-to whiskey, and this may not be all that fair, um, but it'll make it fair. Um, my go-to whiskey is, is our, uh, high ride bourbon. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Well, cheers to that. Cheers to that and all that you have done for us, all that you and your crew have done for us. And for that fantastic butterfly that we see flopping around your liquor stores, your online stores, cheers to the net that we're all going to use to capture one one day. And cheers to you building that house for your new baby. Nothing but the best, sir. Cheers. And thank you so much. Thanks, man. Well, that's this week's episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can find us anywhere that you stream your favorite podcast. Also, make sure to follow us at Cast Chasers on Instagram and Facebook. You can always reach us at www.castchasers.org. And while you're there, pick up some awesome swag. Until next time, tell them, Kevin. It's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. That's oh, that was, that was poetic. That's beautiful. That was poetic. That was beautiful. Right? I try my best.